T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Foster the people! Joining me on the line right now, Rachel Fiore is a speech-language pathology instructor at LSU Health New Orleans. Ms. Fiore, welcome to the show. Thanks for making time today. Thank you so much, Mr. Tucker. It's great to be here. How are you? No, I'm Ian Hoke. Tommy Tucker's on in the morning. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Look, I, I wanted to look. Honorifics are important to me. I want to make sure I'm addressing you correctly, Professor, Doctor. What do I do here? So I just became Doctor Fior nice. about a month ago. Doctor Fior. <laughs> okay, uh, not Fiore. Doctor Fior. Got it. Okay, great. All right. Well, now that we've gotten introductions out of the way, Rachel. <laughs> nice to speak with you today. Um, uh, can you provide a brief explanation of what vocal fry is for those who might not be familiar with the term? Yes, absolutely. So vocal fry is also known as glottal fry or pulse register. Um, it's that creaky vocal quality that you sometimes hear at the end of a phrase. Um, and it is perceived differently by different people, but it's most commonly found in young women. I wonder, I, I kind of tried and failed earlier to, to, to do like a demonstration, <laughs> dare I ask? I can give it a shot. Okay. Um, so, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what I imagined. Okay, great. So you find mocha fry uh, most often in uh, young women. What is actually happening physiologically inside the body when someone engages in vocal fry? What, what's happening in our throats there? So in our throat, we have a structure called the larynx, um, also known as the voice box. And inside our voice box, which is sort of where your Adam's apple is, women have it too, but it's a little bit higher up and, and smaller, are two muscular folds called the vocal folds or vocal cords. So usually when we're speaking, we have a fair amount of air coming from our lungs um, and going in between the two folds and making them vibrate. When we're a little bit more relaxed in those muscles and when we're pushing air a little bit more slowly through those um, folds, then you get a different type of vibration, which is much slower and it's a little bit less regular, and that's where you get that creaky vocal quality. That pop, that sort of popcorn sound. Okay, uh, yeah. is, it, is, that, is, it, is that dangerous? Is it harmful if you... If you use vocal fry over the long period of time is it is it bad See, that was really good you're getting Thanks. good at that well i i, I, I echolalia i you know I, I don't you know i i hear somebody else do it and, and i can do it but it's hard for me to just kind of pull it out of thin air um is it bad for us to do that with our voices 
I uh, almost never. So if that is the only um, way that you speak throughout every utterance, it could potentially lead to a little bit of tissue damage Mm. over time, but that's very, very uncommon. Usually it's an actual symptom of something else going on, or uh, most frequently it's just a little bit of a habit that people dip into once in a while. And honestly, everybody of every demographic dips into it a Mm -hmm. tiny bit here and there. It's just a matter of how much we're using it and when. Perfect. That That's a great way to transition to sort of the next set of issues I want to talk to you about this. How does the use of vocal fry influence the way that people think about you? How, what, what, what are some of the perceptions or, or stereotypes that people have about people who use vocal fry? Yeah, so the way we communicate has a lot to do with how we're perceived. And um, people who use vocal fry, which again are, are uh, women 18 to 25 are the most common users of vocal fry, um, and about two-thirds of them use it extensively in their speech. Um, and typically it is seen as um, ditzy or, you know, less kind of active, less on-the-ball type of persona. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes these people are seen as less um, capable um less competent by others. That is interesting. I mean, I, I, I definitely am aware that that dynamic exists, but I want to dial down exactly to where the, 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 the connect, like I'm trying to connect the dots between, you know, what's happening in my larynx and, and the way that my boss thinks about me and my ability to do my job. I think yeah. that is so interesting. And I know that vocal fry is not, you know, just by itself, upspeak is another speech pattern that I think mm-hmm. people use upspeak. And it, 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 you know, for better, for worse, I don't know. It is what it is. It makes you appear to be unserious. Talk about upspeak a little bit. Yeah. So upspeak is when you kind of go up at the end of a phrase mm-hmm. and it sounds a little bit like you're not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also used more by women than by men. Um, typically, and it does tend to give off an impression of not being sure of oneself or um, statements that are actual statements being seen as questions um, or being offered as questions. So it, it portray can portray a lack of confidence when really it oughtn't because that person is still saying statements and still conveying it, the right. same types of messages as anyone else. I think people, I said this a little bit earlier when I was kind of setting this up for our audience, I think people probably recognize Upspeak and associate it with Clueless, uh, the Alicia Silverstone, because I think, I don't know, I was 12 years old or whatever when that movie came out, but in my imagination, that was kind of the first time that that speech pattern uh, mm-hmm. You know, kind of kind of hit the big time with this really popular yeah. movie that was, you know, an iconic film for people who are, you know, middle school and high school age at the time. So we we think about up speak and vocal fry and we associate it with the, the Valley Girl characters in that movie. Mm-hmm. In your view, has that had any meaningful impact on the way that we as a society judge people who use this? Is it because the first people that kind of broke into the national consciousness using these speech patterns were these ostensibly unserious 
teenage girls in Los Angeles? Yeah, um, I think it's a chicken or the egg type of question um, because, you know, of course, women and men are viewed differently by society and women and men speak differently often according to their gender. Um, And another movie, now that you mentioned Clueless, that comes to mind is Legally Blonde. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And in that movie, you know, the main character sort of overcomes the stereotypes and shows that, you know, her her mannerisms and her trappings of having a, you know, a scented resume and a pink, um, you know, wearing pink everything and, and all of that don't by any means diminish her capability as a lawyer. Um, so I think it's it's definitely something that's that's very interesting to try to tease apart whether it is you know, the speech matters or if it's anything bigger than that. So both men and women uh, use these speech patterns, use both vocal fry and the upspeak. Um, do you you must find and we discussed this a little bit earlier that women tend to get criticized for it more often. Why yeah. is that in your view? Um, and it's OK if the answer is just sexism. I know you're I hate at, to say I, you know, sexism, but yeah. I would I would I would say probably sexism. Um, I I have seen studies that do show that women are women who use the same amount of vocal fry are perceived as less competent than men who use that same amount of vocal fry. Um, and so, you know, the, really the only remaining variable difference is the gender. Um mm-hmm. So it's it's really probably dependent on the the judge's preconceived notions. So a person who may already view women as more capable may not judge vocal fry as harshly. So we find then that people who use vocal fry, it impacts their ability to convey authority or credibility or professionalism in a professional setting. Is this is this a thing that that people Young women, I guess, in particular, since they're they're kind of in the hot seat for it more than men. Mm-hmm. Is is this like do, do people treat this like an affliction, like it's something that has to be overcome? Do they do they come to a speech language pathologist and say, you got to help me with my vocal fry because I'm a doctor or I'm an attorney, but people won't take me seriously because of the way I talk? Yes. Um, yeah. So so there is actually I, I was looking looking at this. There's. A, a vice reporter apparently sent his girlfriend to a speech pathologist because of her vocal fry. Um, the thing with, with our profession, speech therapy or speech pathology, is that we treat um, something that is a pathology, which means that it's a disorder um, and right. that it's different from a healthy um, or typical way of doing things. But we also do treat things that are simply preferences. So, for example, accent modification. If someone comes um, to this country from another country and has an accent, um, we would not, insurance wouldn't pay for us to, you know, quote unquote, fix that because it's not a problem. Um, But that person can still pay us to use our skills to help them develop skills to sound more American in their English. Um, so the same thing can happen for vocal fry. I personally probably would would end up just counseling the person that it's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you could 
argue that, you know, if that person would prefer to find tools to sound a different way in their speech, that's perfectly fine. Uh, voice quality. I, I did a little bit of research on this. I ended up at theconversation.com, which, you know, of course, has a picture of, you know, uh, one of the Kardashians on there. And it's all talking about how these uh, these speech patterns sometimes can be an identifier of tribal belonging. And mm-hmm. that it, it actually is about uh, empowerment. Does, I'm, uh, I'm not, I can't read the entire article to you here, but does that sort of align with your understanding and experience so far that, that young women may use this as a way to, I don't know, what's the right way to say it? Maybe kind of like circle the wagons or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, identify themselves as part of a larger group. It, yeah, your thoughts. Absolutely. There are lots of aspects of communication that we do that with, um, you know, if you're an Italian-American and tend to gesticulate more when you speak or if you have a certain dialect, um, you know, coming down to New Orleans from the north, I am, you know, typically kind of identified as somewhat of an outsider at times. Um, and so we, we use communication in way more ways than just conveying information. Um, we're identifying what group we're part of. We're building relationships and trust. We're um, doing all sorts of things. So absolutely, the way that a person speaks can identify themselves as part of a group. And that's not always a bad thing. So if you're in an interview with you know someone who's of a different generation, a different gender, um, and has a different viewpoint, it's one thing. But if you're um, hanging out with your friends and you're part of your group and you're doing things in your group, you know, it can be seen as a positive. So, and I'm not, I'm not in that, <laughs> don't want to date myself, but I'm not in that Gen Z um, age group. But, um, you know, I have, I have my own millennial sort of indicators. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> uh, a couple of texts on the Okadar Jewelers talking text liner coming in here. Here's one that says, hey, Ian, it's Jay. Didn't Elmer, Elmer Fudd speak with vocal fry? Is that what you call that? Did Elmer Fudd have vocal fry? Oh, gosh. I think I would have to uh, hear a sample. Of I think Elmer. so, too. My, my, my top line reaction is like, yes. But then I think, well, what the hell does Elmer Fudd sound like? It's been kind of a long time since I've heard Elmer Fudd. Uh, here's a text that says, um, the best way to speak is clearly. I always hated people who grind their voice. Well, the texture, this is kind of indicative of these uh, sort of biases that we might have about people who speak this way, right? We, we, mm-hmm. we, we think that they're not to be taken seriously, but that's not, that's not the case, as we, have mm-hmm. so, as we pointed out so far here today. Here's a text that says, uh, please ask the speech therapist about Robert Kennedy's current voice and public perception. I, I don't have a, a sample handy of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. speaking on the campaign trail, but uh, in my kind of mind's eye, I can kind of hear what he sounds like a little bit. Are you familiar with his work enough to say whether or not he's using oh, vocal fry? Yeah, no, I, I mostly read the news. Um, but I, I I will say that men do use vocal fry, but they do tend to be judged differently when they do. Um Hmm. Yeah, I can't say that I can bring his voice to mind just off the top. That's all right. I'm sure people can go and find it for themselves. Anything else you want to let our audience know before I let you go, doctor? No, I think it's uh, it's just that, you know, vocal fry is by and large a habit. And so, you know, you can have your views on it, but um, yeah, I try not to hate people for it. Yeah, I think that's just right. Like if you hate people for the way that they speak, 
that might say more about you than it does about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. We're all here to do. We're all here to do. But that's one thing I might uh, stop criticizing people for. Uh, thank you so much for making time today, Doctor. Nice to meet you. And I, I see now why we got confused because Jordan uh, books Tommy Tucker's show, and he's the one who reached out to you. So I know Leslie, I everybody see. over there okay. probably assumed it was for yes, Tommy's show. But it's for it's no problem. No apology necessary. I'm going to scream at Jordan later and send him an angry email. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Rachel Fiore is a speech language pathologist at LSU Health New Orleans. Thank you so much, doctor. Go out and get some sunshine. It's a beautiful day. Thank you so much. You too. All right. We'll be right back with more of your calls and comments on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Give me a buzz. 504-260-1870. You want to react to anything you just heard from Dr. Fiore? Or do you want to react to anything we talked about in the news bomb there? The South Carolina primary is over. Michigan is next. Haley's not dropping out. They're going to the border on Thursday. Might have a shutdown. Cats and dogs, people. Ian Hoken for Scoot. I'll be right back on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 